Hello, welcome to the BX Basketball Podcast. This is London edition. Here with new guest Chris Craig, first time on the show. Happy to have you on, man. Thanks, man. Uh, happy to be on. I'm a rising senior at Fordham. I'm on the swim and dive team. I'm happy to be here. All right. Sounding like a true athlete with the, <laughs> the, the good cliches. All right. Let's start this off. So this is about free agency. Obviously, the last podcast I did, I was with Christian, of course, and I said, I don't think the Celtics are getting past five or six games with the Sixers. Happily wrong about that. They obviously got to the conference finals and uh, didn't end very well. But, you know, you know, life sometimes throws you curveballs. So <laughs> you gotta just, you got to just keep going. But anyway, this is about free agency. This podcast um, is about free agency. We're going to spend about five, ten minutes on each player. We're going through the biggest five free agents, which or at least players on the market, which we consider to be LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, DeAndre Jordan, DeMarcus Cousins. And these five guys obviously going to dictate the market this year. We're going to spend time on them and then do a gun-to-the-head prediction. And the last few minutes we'll be spending on the Celtics, obviously, because we're both Celtics fans, and um, they've got a few free agents this year. Not hugely important ones. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is next year, and... Uh, Brown is two years after that, Tatum two years after that, and Al Horford is two years after that. So it's going to be a few years before we start getting into serious discussions about this. But let's get into it right away. Obviously, the prize of the offseason is LeBron James. Um, LeBron James, I think everyone really didn't really know where he was going in the first few months of the season. There were a lot of rumors that he was leaving Cleveland, and I believe that. But I thought at first, I think what we both thought was Houston Houston Rockets, um, and I think it was between the Rockets and the Sixers for a while, even though I, the initial rumors were the Lakers, I was like, okay, maybe, but I don't know, I don't think they're going to be very good, and it seemed that way, it seemed like it was going to be Lakers, uh, excuse me, uh, Rockets 76ers for a while, and then just recently, just massive, massive momentum towards the Los Angeles Lakers, I'm going to quote a lot of reporters, um, Mark Spears started this off. He said, if I were a betting man, I'd say the Lakers are the front runner. This is where it pretty much all began. Then Chris Sheridan, who correctly predicted LeBron back to Cleveland in 2014, said, my sources are saying L-A with E-L-A-L-A-Y. Well, you're a really funny guy, aren't you, Sheridan? Although a Fordham prep guy, apparently. Gary Payton, a former NBA player, said his son is like enrolled in L.A. school. It It just seemed like everything was pointing towards the Lakers. Uh, just about an hour ago, a guy, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but he's like the most prominent better, I think, in the history of the NBA. He makes a big deal about it, of course, but he's the guy who correctly predicted Durant at Golden State a couple years ago. He said it's a done deal. He said it's over. He said it's going to Los Angeles. I mean, I think we've kind of laid it out for a while that he's going to the Lakers. I mean, do you see any chance for the 76ers to get him or do you think this is over? Yeah, like you said, going into the offseason, there's a bunch of banter about where he'd go. There's speculation everywhere. People were even saying Miami Heat, which was kind of a ridiculous thing to say. But the main contenders in my mind were the Sixers, the Houston Rockets, and L.A. Lakers, obviously. I think LeBron going to the Sixers would really mess up their chemistry. I think uh, the whole process they have going was all about drafting, getting young guys, building them up. And they really built the city around Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and upcoming Fultz. And I think LeBron going there would steal a lot of thunder from Embiid, Simmons, and kind of mess up the chemistry that they got going. So I really don't see that being a viable and realistic option. I think that would kind of ruin the whole process that they have going. Um, There's a lot of off-the-court speculation of why LeBron's going to L.A. He has kids enrolled in the L.A. schools. He has two homes there. 
and LeBron's just a family man, so mm. uh, he, he'll do what he wants for the family. So I think he'll <laughs> be in the West Coast, uh, try to knock out the Warriors earlier, to, so he actually has some energy when he faces them, so he doesn't get swept next time. Um, <laughs> so I think LA's honestly the uh, safest and most realistic option at this point. Yeah, I think... I was a little surprised. He, it seemed like he barely considered the Rockets, which is very surprising to me because I really thought the Rockets would have given him as good a chance as he'll ever have to beat the Warriors. I mean, they really should have this year um, until Chris Paul, obviously, you know, his hamstring gave out on him. Um, I think, I mean, I, I heard a rumor from someone I know who works in the sports media industry who said that that LeBron was very turned off about what happened to the Sixers against the Celtics. He was not happy about how Embiid handled himself against Al Horford and Aaron Baines because Embiid tried to talk shit in a time where really he would, I mean, no offense. He could not guard multiple players. He couldn't guard Rozier at a lot of times. He couldn't guard Al Horford, who was just way faster than he was. And he... And he would still spout off to the refs, you know, say, oh, no one could guard me in the posting press conferences after being down 3-0, which is really embarrassing. And I think the lasting image of that series to me will always be Marcus Morris flashing the 3-0 at him as, as MV was talking shit. Like, it, it's, he really did almost embarrass himself in a lot of ways. And Ben Simmons, too. I mean, I get he's really close to Ben Simmons, but you mentioned the fit. I don't see it. I just, I think Ben Simmons and LeBron James, like, Ben Simmons can't shoot. He just can't. No. Like, yeah, he he's... went 0 for 11 in the season from three-point line. He has no jumper at all. He but needs to work on that, but we'll see. Everyone's saying, like, oh, LeBron wants to play off the ball now. I'm like, okay, fine. But, like, everyone's just going to double-team off Ben Simmons. Like, he can't do anything when Ben Simmons is such a non-threat to score. Like, the Celtics literally did not guard him at all. And that's why we beat them. That's why the Celtics beat them in that series. Because they made Ben Simmons look like no offense, the overrated player he is. And, you know, you had a lot of people. I remember I took a lot of shit for I said before the series, I said Jason Tatum, I think, is almost as good or as good as Simmons or maybe below Embiid, but definitely at Simmons' level. And I was like, no, that's ridiculous. And after watching that series, especially the Cavs series, I'm convinced he's better. Like, I, I think there's no argument you can be made because Ben Simmons padding his stats against bad teams, you know, that's not going to really prove anything. Yeah, Tatum surprised a lot of people this offseason. Uh, he looked like a veteran player out there. He really uh, took over the role as the leader when Kyrie got injured. Um, what he did was kind of amazing as a first year. And going back to Embiid, uh, mouthing off to all the players, refs, he's one of the best young talents in the league, but he doesn't have the stamina. He can, That's very important. He can run his mouth better than he can run on the court, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had major conditioning issues. I was surprised. Like, I think I remember at the end of, I believe it was game two, when it's the last possession and you got to get a stop. And the Sixers, and I mean, Al Horford pops the three-point line like he normally does and just blows by him, like no problem, and got a layup at the end of the game. And I was like, that's terrible defense. And you're telling me this guy's the defensive player of the year? Like, he can't, I mean, I like Al Horford a lot. I say it before, he's my favorite player, but I don't think he's, I think he's, third best player on the Celtics at best. You know, like he, he's not as good as Kyrie Irving. He's not as good as Gordon Hayward. And he, he, and yet Embiid's like getting easily blown by at the end of the game. And I'm thinking like, you gotta be more conditioned than to get, like give up a layup in the last set. Like that's not, that's not excusable. So again, we've spent about eight minutes on LeBron James. I think 
obviously the gun to our head is gonna be the Lakers. LA. Yeah, but I think one thing before we end this topic is I think this is a good question: is the burner account, <laughs> Ryan Colangelo? I don't know if that affected this at all, but I think it's a really funny question if that hurt Philly's chances because it was such a weird story. And when I read it, I was I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, this guy is great. He's always been known as stupid, but this is like legitimately insane, like legitimately insane to have burner accounts or his wife or whatever. Like that's legitimately like you're asking to get sued. Like that's <laughs> especially when you're going after the highest value player in the league, LeBron, who a lot of people consider player, coach, GM. Yeah. When the back office is pulling off stunts and shenanigans like this, <laughs> that's a real big turn off for someone like LeBron. I, I I'm convinced that hurt their chances, no matter what people say. Um. All right. So Gunnar, have we both say LeBron James to the 76er? I mean, of course not. The Lakers, unless I'm gonna say unless Philly gets Kawhi, then I think it's a toss up. Um, I think, uh, our next player is Paul George. Um, this is kind of interesting because everyone thought he was going to LA. That was like, everyone did. And just like LeBron with the Rockets and the Sixers, the narrative has changed a lot. You know, like this is, I think one of the prominent, uh, ESPN reporters named Ramona Shelburne or Shelburne, uh, who's like always from the Lakers perspective said recently, it's a Hail Mary. They get him. Which is really interesting. Like, I, I'm very... First off, I think he's an idiot if he's going back. That OKC team is not beating anyone. They lost to the Utah Jazz, who are, the nicest way to put it, they're a mediocre team. I mean, they're, they're like, they're not... They're Donovan Mitchell. They have a lot of decent role players. They go bare. But they're they're five seed for a reason. They're not that good. And to think that he's actually going back to a team that clearly doesn't work, and has terrible chemistry. And also, another thing to mention, he's making a three-part documentary about this. So he makes a whole documentary like, oh, I'm going to you know, show my journey. Just to re-sign for like two seasons? Like, who the fuck cares? I was going to mention that same thing. I saw on Instagram that uh, a little clip of Paul George speaking with Dwayne Wade while they were playing chess. Very intelligent players. Um, they... We're talking about Paul George. He all he wants to do is win a championship. D Wade was talking about how when LeBron came to uh, Miami, they both were saying like we're tired of getting knocked out first, like third round, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we just want to win, team up. So you'd really think Paul George would want to team up with the best player in the world right now and go to L.A., but instead it kind of seems like he's going back to Westbrook, who's incredibly talented, but he doesn't have the skill sets to win a championship with the way he plays. No. Just kind of selfish, but amazing athlete. And then Carmel Anthony, who's kind of washed up and not mm. the player he used to be. I don't think it's the smart yeah. move OKC, but anyone that, like what he's going to do. Anyone that knows me knows I'm like the lead. I'm not a, I've never been a believer in Carmelo Anthony, like ever. Like I, I unless, un, besides when he was on the Nuggets, when he was like young enough, that was like a decent Carmelo Anthony. I felt that Carmelo Anthony you could win a championship with. This Carmelo Anthony, who's fat, you know, <laughs> overpaid. No defense, no chance. Uh, not not a fan, obviously. Unless they change the rules on NBA tire and he can wear his hoodie under his jersey, <laughs> I don't think there's any chance he's gonna win anytime soon. That that's that's a, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> Which is sad because he was one of the most talented young players, and when he went to New York, he became selfish, all about the money, and yep. now that's just going to overshadow his career for our generation. We're for sure, 
I, I said at the time when the Knicks traded for him, I said that they gave up a lot, and a lot of people said, oh, it's worth it. And I, I remember looking at their roster and thinking, you know, I'm not sure Carmelo Anthony can play with Amari Stoudemire. Like, Amari Stoudemire was, like, good with Steve Nash because Steve Nash could wasn't selfish. You know, he passed it a lot. Amari needs the ball back when he was good. And Carmelo and him did not work at all, and their defense was even worse than I thought it was going to be. Um, it really led to the demise of the Knicks. Um, and to what it is today. And I think this is a good question. Um, if Paul George stays, and there's maybe we hear rumors he didn't want to play with LeBron James, is this the Kyrie Irving effect? Like, is this Kyrie Irving and almost like PTSD from when he said, you know, fuck this, I'm out with Cleveland. This Is, is this now affecting, let's say, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, insert player here down the line? Like, that's a great question. I think that's a good question, but I think it's like a couple years past for Paul George. When he was on the Pacers, like challenging LeBron when he was at Miami, he was definitely considered one of the best in the league. But now that he's on OKC, still tremendously talented, very dominant, but he's not what he used to be, I feel like. Oh, no, so, yeah. No. So Kyrie recognized himself as one of the elite players in the league, and he saw that he could run his own team, where Paul George kind of saw like, okay, I kind of need to team up with someone. I think he's being kind of arrogant, thinking that he doesn't need LeBron, if that is what he's thinking. Mm. I think teaming up with LeBron is definitely his best option, especially in the West. Yeah. I, and I read somewhere like, oh, he's he likes fishing a lot. That's why I like Oklahoma. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, it, 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 he's staying in Oklahoma because he, he likes fishing. I was like, all right, that that's really, that's really fucking sad. That's OKC's okay, well, biggest draw. <laughs> like... But I, I can't get over the fact, and this is going to be the last part, because we, I'm saying gun in my head, he's staying. But I think um, a big I think a big question for me is just we're going through all this. Why does he think OKC can win a title? Like, I really just refuse to understand this. Mm-hmm. Like, he really, I, it's really mind-boggling how, you know, he's just comfortable and he likes it. And I'm like, you're and you're making a three-part documentary about staying in a, you know, on a mediocre, like, I just, I don't know. I used to like the guy a lot. I used to really like Paul George. I like how he's very low-key, like, same way Damian Lillard is. Like, I love Damian Lillard. He's a really good rapper and yada, yada, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly a big appeal. I, I mean, I obviously love his game, too, but I just, I don't know. I'm really, this really whole, this whole thing pisses me off. It's like <laughs> this OKC team is kind of like the LA team back in what 2011, 2012 when it was Steve Nash, Kobe, Dwight Howard. It's yeah, kind of like a big three that looks like it could be everything, but it's kind of turning out to that be was nothing. A bad team. That was like <laughs> the greatest team that never was. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, they. I remember when they traded for Dwight Howard, and everyone said it was going to be Lakers Heat in the finals. No question. And then the Spurs just fucking killed them. And round one of that year, I mean, I remember Kobe was hurt, but I mean, it's not like it would have mattered. They were terrible anyway. Honestly, I think any superstar right now that's not a one-two, like, point or shooting guard, their best option to win a championship would be to go to the Rockets. I think yeah, Chris I, Paul, Harden, running the backcourt, the Bailey best backcourt in the league, besides maybe Golden State. Yeah. Um, I think that's the best option to rival Golden State. Although I, you have to go through them in the Western Conference, it's a hard... Way to get to the finals, that's how you gotta do it. I'm of the belief that the Warriors dynasty is not as gonna last as long as it, as people think. I think that the Warriors came so close to losing this year. Really should have. Yeah, and Chris Paul is like 
injured every single playoffs. Yeah, and it, it, it happened again. I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like this is a really, really big mistake on his part. And I think if he were smart, honestly, like you said, I think he'd consider a sign and trade to Houston. Like, you know, like Houston is out of money. They'd have to trade, I think, Eric Gordon and... I don't know, like a not Capella. Yeah, yeah, no, not Capella. Just a lot of other guys. Like they, they'd be able to keep four, like Chris Paul, James Harden, Paul George, and Clint Capella. Like that's really all. That's you a need. really yeah. solid starting uh, four. I mean, you could just throw in like I think they have Ariza on their team. You could probably throw him in as a starter. He's a free agent this year, I believe, but I don't think he's leaving unless he really wants money or something. But yeah, I think let's get back to Paul George quickly. Gun to our head. I'm saying he's staying. I really thought he was leaving, but I think he's going to stay. I was hoping he'd go to L.A. with LeBron. Not that I'm the base LeBron fan, but I just want to see the Warriors kind of get knocked off their pedestal. Same here. But then all the news going on the past week, it seems like he's staying, unfortunately. So I think OKC is the path he's taking. All right. So we have consensus so far on this podcast. Two two. <laughs> yeah. So third one, I mean, this is a trade. So Kawhi Leonard, um, this... You know what? I, I hate this situation too. And I honestly, even if the Celtics get him, I'm not, I don't like how he handled this. Like, I, there was a really interesting rumor yesterday that I found from, I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast, or no, I'm sorry, I read transcript of it. And someone said that he went to eight or nine doctors just to find that season ending, like, diagnosis. So he wouldn't have to deal with, like, legal issues with the league. Like, that's insane. Like, I'm sorry. This is. This legitimately pissed me off because he's another guy I used to love as a player. I mean, Kawhi Leonard played for the Spurs, who are my second favorite team. And I think that the way he's handled this, like just screwing the team, like not even showing up. And don't get me wrong, the Spurs aren't faultless. When I think it was Tony Parker that said like, oh, my injury is worse than his. And apparently the rumor was that's why he wants out that comment, like ended it. I, I That's terrible comment by Tony Parker, and he never should have said that, but... Kawhi Leonard deserved to show up and play for his team, or at least show up and cheer on his team in the playoffs, which he never did. Like that, even Kyrie Irving, with all his New York rumors, is there. I mean, he missed game seven because I think he had like no surgery. I think they said deviated, whatever, septum. Like, but Kyrie Irving was there. He came out for his team. Kawhi Leonard never showed up. And I think this is really embarrassment on his part. And I, even though the Celtics and obviously the three major teams, the Celtics, Lakers, and 76ers, uh, like most guys nowadays, I, I just hate the way he's handled this. I think there's two sides to the argument. The side you presented where it kind of looks like he doesn't care. Like he could have easily played like all the doctors said he's fine. Um, but I'm a firm believer in no one knows your body as well as you do. And with all the injuries that kind of happened, like, especially like us knowing Isaiah Thomas getting injured, right? Like all like his persistent injuries. Derrick Rose, one of the one of my favorite players of our like generation, just so explosive. Mm-hmm. The original like Derrick Rose or uh, Russell Westbrook almost. I'd hate to see the young, super talented players just get injured because their team wants to push him back. I think it was kind of fucked up that his team didn't support him during his injury. I think it's pretty fucked up that he didn't support his team during the playoffs also, but I think Kawhi knows what's best for his body. He's We all know he's not one of those players that's all about himself. He's the most humble guy in the league, debatably. Yeah. Being winning Defensive Player of the Year, Finals MVP, just amazing player on and off the court, in my opinion. Um, 
I don't think he deserves all the backlash he was getting from his team, especially his coach, who should be supporting him the most. Yeah, that I didn't like how Pop had what he said, like, oh, we got to talk to his people, whatever he said. That I think that was a little... He was even saying, like, oh, like, we love DeMarcus Aldridge. Like, he's playing his heart out and just, like, subtweeting, basically, um, Kawhi during the interviews. Mm-hmm. I think, like, you really need to support your superstar, your all-stars. Yeah, it's pretty bad that you pay him so much money he's not there to play for you, but... I think you need to support him, especially being kind of the future and the face of your franchise at the moment. Now that your big three for, for forever have left, almost all of them, I think uh, I'm a big supporter of Kawhi still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I, again, I just I don't know the whole story. This is literally taken from my opinion, and I've always been of the belief that I'm sure he has a side, and Kawhi Leonard has never been the type that does this. You know, whole like, oh, like it's all about me. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to see him coming out the three part like series, like Paul no. George <laughs> making like the decision, like LeBron. I actually do. just gives you straight, I think. I, I think it's my honest opinion is if he gets, assuming he gets traded, it looks like it's going to go that way now. I think that Kawhi Leonard is going to end it with like something really old-fashioned, like a newspaper letter, like thanking <laughs> San Antonio. He has a Twitter that he hasn't used in like five years, I feel like. I'm pretty sure. He that calls is... like six people or something. I didn't know that. That's very <laughs> funny. But he, yeah, he, um, he really, I just, I think that obviously the Spurs did not do a good job with this. I think they should have sat him down and like tried to hash through this. But at some point, I still believe if you, I was kind of on his side, and then I read the eight nine doctors comment, and yeah. every single one saying he's okay. I think that's a little ludicrous that he won uh, to sit out because of that. Sidebar: It's kind of like that person that goes on Google and they just like search the same thing over and over, and then they get like the hundredth link, and it's yep. like, oh, actually, your side is correct. <laughs> and it's like, see, I told you. What is it? What is the one? Uh, does vaccines <laughs> cause autism? Yeah, and it's like, I found a hundred thousand saying it doesn't, and one saying it does. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Where do, you, where do you think he's going to end up? I think that's the question everyone's really asking. And um, he's the best two like way player in the league. A lot of people say. Yeah. Just, besides I, maybe LeBron, but when LeBron tries, yeah. <laughs> I think um, the three obvious ones: Celtics, Sixers, and Lakers. There's also been rumors. I think about what my thing is the most interesting team is the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and I that's think that's what I would say. Yeah, like I think the Milwaukee Bucks, if they offer, you know, Chris Middleton, underrated. He had a very good series against Boston this year. Um, Malcolm Brogdon, these are like Spurs guys. They're quiet. You know, they don't obviously cause problems. They're solid shooters. Spurs like shooters. Um, I think the Bucks are very big dark horse, and people aren't talking about them. Plus, they got it. They they want to make sure Giannis stays. So. If Giannis is, you know, gets Kawhi, do you really think, if Ka- especially Kawhi stays, that he's leaving? No chance. Um, a big thing about Giannis that most people know is just like Kawhi, he's super quiet and humble, but mm-hmm. he's not about that huge city, like flashy life. He's said multiple times, like, don't expect him going to like a New York City anytime soon or like LA. He wants to just be in a remote, quiet area, yeah. which I think is exactly what Kawhi wants. He just wants to be left alone, play basketball, which he loves. And I think if those two team up, that'll be like one of the best like duos in the league, just like silent assassins. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a great question that would be is that the Celtics Sixers are projected to be, you know, the next five, ten years to be the teams of the East. And the Milwaukee Bucks getting Kawhi and especially re signing Kawhi, 
um, that puts them right there. In my opinion, I think that might put them past Philly, right around Boston's level. It's a good question to ask. I think Milwaukee doesn't have a lot of talent besides them, and I think that's going to hurt them in the end. Like Boston has potentially five all-stars right now in their starting lineup, and Kyrie, Brown, Hayward, Tatum, and Horford, which is amazing. If uh, Horford ever comes back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's healthy now, but yeah. like we never got to see him play. We saw like five whole minutes, maybe. <laughs> you mean, oh, Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, wait. Oh, yeah. yeah right. We, yeah, no worries. Gordon Hayward, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I that's a good, I don't know. He, he, I hope he's not, he doesn't have that Paul George effect, but uh, he gets worse after the injury. We'll see. But he's, I mean, Paul George is still obviously really good, but not the same player. Um, I think in the end, I'm going to predict he's going to go to a mystery team. And I think that team is going to be a team that like blows away an offer, like makes a surprisingly big one. And I'm going to say, and I'm not confident at all in this prediction, the Portland Trailblazers. And hear me out why. No, like, that sounds good. Damian Illard, like, he's one of the best point guards in the league. A lot of people would say, like, I think he should be considered like top three or four, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't see him like that. Yeah, and here's the thing. Lillard has met multiple times with them, but at the Blazers front office, like expressing, I wouldn't call it concern, but questions. That's what the rumor is. So I think that if he, if the Portland, again, same situation with Giannis. If they want to keep him, they want to get past it. You know, no offense, Portland has not played well in the playoffs. They got swept this year against New Orleans. They need... A change, and I think trading C.J. McCollum, who I think the Spurs would like, who's like kind of a crafty guard. He's a really solid player. Yep, that's a good start. You could probably throw in uh, their whatever young player they have that I'm blanking on. I mean, I, they don't have a lot, so the more I'm thinking about this, the less confident I am. Maybe I was going to say Denver in the beginning, but I don't know if Denver has any chance. I see zero appeal to go to Denver at the moment yeah. <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I think Portland, if, if Portland finds a way, just they find a way because, again, they have no assurances that Kawhi wants to play there, but he, it's in the West where apparently Kawhi wants to go, and maybe he'll like Portland. Portland is, you know, it's this quiet town, is Portlandia, it has, <laughs> it has a lot of interesting, cool sites. I don't think uh, Celtics get him without a commitment. He's got to resign. If he says he's not going to resign, I very much doubt the Celtics will trade for him. Um, the Lakers, I just don't see them giving up that much unless they're forced to. Like, they hear a great team like the 76ers is about to get him. Or even the Celtics. And they're like, shoot, if they get him, he'll resign, they think. Then they might give up, you know, Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, who had a great rookie season, <laughs> Lonzo Ball, who <laughs> well, I think the Spurs, I think Pop would quit on the spot if they hired, if they got Lonzo. Yeah, but. you get Lonzo, you get the family, and that's <laughs> definitely not what Pop wants to deal with at all. I I feel like it'd get be like T minus three games before he strangles Lavar. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, all right, gun to my head, I'm gonna say he's going west again. I can't really make a firm prediction on the Trailblazers. I'm gonna say Portland for now. Milwaukee, Denver is the dark horses. I don't think the Celtics get him. And I think the Sixers are fourth. But if they offer both Sarge, I'll say Sarge and Markel Fultz, or Ben Simmons, then they're the favorites. I honestly have no idea where Kawhi's going to end up because he's the most quiet man on the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's looking for that super deal, which yeah. a lot... 
which is a huge root of the problem with the Spurs because they're, uh, he's getting paid so much but didn't play. So mm-hmm. for Guns to my head, I guess places I'd love to see him play is like where we said Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Giannis is one of the most exciting players. I think him and Kawhi could just destroy uh, people on defense and then run mm-hmm. the court, just super athletic players. Um, that's where I hope he'd end up. That'd be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And super reach probably won't happen is a team that I've, has really grown me this past season is the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's another one. I didn't think of that. You know, it's like Andrew Wiggins is on the trading block, I think, because of his contract. And I think that Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players to watch. He plays so intensely. Uh, he hasn't budged for anyone. He'll D up anyone on the court. He'll take on LeBron, Kevin Durant. He doesn't care. He won't yeah. back down. I think him and Kawhi could really push each other, work hard. That's an interesting point. The Minnesota Timberwolves are a team I didn't think about. I mean, there was a rumor out there by a guy, I mean, my brothers hate him, a guy named Dan Lipschatz of 98.5 The Sports Hub, who's got decent info, right, sometimes wrong, sometimes. He said he heard the team that has the best offer for Kawhi is in the West. It's not the Lakers, though. He doesn't know which team, but it's not the Lakers. And if that's true... Maybe it is the Timberwolves. I mean, I it could be. I I there's rumor the Phoenix Suns. That'd be pretty. Yeah. That'd be fun too. Devin Booker's on that team mm-hmm. because that that team is terrible and they need they need any excitement. I mean, the rumor was they offered like the number one pick in Josh Jackson for the draft, which I think is insane. And there's no way they offered that. But maybe yeah, they offered you know mid first round pick and Jackson. That's that's a decent offer. I mean, Josh Jackson had a very mediocre rookie season. I mean, I'm very happy the Celtics did not pick him and pick Jason Tatum <laughs> instead. But um, yeah, I think that he. I think I think the Suns are another team. Well, I didn't think of them, but I, I still think gun in my head is going to be crazy team like Portland, Denver. You say, I want to say Milwaukee or Minnesota just by my heart and what I would love to see. But Kawhi like. <laughs> like, all that season, the Spurs, who he was playing for, had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. We know just as little as fans. So yeah. I think it's going to be up in the air. It's going to be just a crazy move that's going to shock everyone, probably. Mm-hmm. But I think no matter where he ends up, he's going to play super well, become an all-star again, mm-hmm. and bring his team to a quarter or um, maybe even the finals for his conference. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if it's just all like, don't go to the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> but... but um, God, I hope not, but they, they could make a good offer, I guess. I mean, they actually definitely could. But one more thing uh, before we move on to uh, DeMarcus Cousins is that Kawhi Leonard also, um, that uh, on this thing, I'm very disappointed on the ESPN's reporters are handling this because they're like fully engaged with the Celtics-Lakers. Then every other reporter's like, no, they're not. <laughs> the Celtics are like, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> a little bit talking to Lakers are like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> so, yeah, not not a fan. Um, DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins is another good question because it sounds like he's not going back, which is a little surprising, but I'm not shocked. This all began, I think, my, my uh, Twitter sphere I saw that he removed all his like Pelican stuff from his Twitter bio and everyone was like, what the hell? And everyone's like, ask him why. And he's like, because I'm a grown man or something. And I was like, all right. (laughs) I think 
we live in such an interesting and kind of hilarious day and age that people get a lot of their hot takes and like input of where players are going or like what their next move is by just who they follow, who they unfollow, and their interactions yeah. on social media. Because you'll even see players just following and unfollowing people just like to mess with the media. Yeah. Just like, uh, like oh my stir God. things up. Blake oh my. Griffin did that. Oh, the, 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 the recent thing with the LeBron playing too on Reddit, that's just insane. Like I, it, who would, I think it was a Cavs fan that found that. If you put in the time to do that... Do you want to explain what happened? Okay, I think I will explain what happened. Because this is one of the most <laughs> ridiculous things I heard. So, I think it was around last night I mentioned this data. I was flipping through Twitter, and I see this some guy... This is some guy on, I think it was like the forum is called Real Cavs Fans. And he found this picture of like all the private planes leaving from Anguilla or whatever. I forgot. The Caribbean country. And it's just like... Yeah, this one plane is leaving to LA at this time, and everyone's like, "One plane? It's private! Oh my God, it's LeBron!" And everyone just, I was like, "You're really tracking his plane? Like, are you this obsessed with this? Like, are you legit? Like, I feel like if he logs on Twitter, he's probably thinking like, "Oh my God!" At this rate. I'm going to get, like, mobbed when I get to the airport. <laughs> or murdered. Like, people are watching him 24-7. Like, he should have his own reality TV show at the rate that this is going. At, which I would honestly probably hate, but the yeah, amount I mean, of eyes on him at all times is kind of disgusting. It's, like, it's terrible. Like, just announce where you're going, dude. Like, And it makes it exciting, I guess, building the air quotes suspense, even though yeah. it's you hint so hard about where you're going. But yeah. I mean, just tell the tell the world. Free agency period doesn't begin until July first, but yeah. like the rumors are out in like December. Like, no, yeah, yeah, nothing's a secret anymore. When you're like enrolling your kids, and people like know where your kids are going to school before they even yeah. go there. Like, that's come on. Yeah, it's <laughs> two uh, houses right. in L.A. Like, yeah. <laughs> all right, Demarcus Cousins. So yeah, we mentioned the Twitter thing. Um, D boogie. Yeah, he he just tore his Achilles. That's not a small. That's a big big injury. Yeah, been there. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not easy to recover from, and a lot of NBA players actually don't come back the same player. Like that's a specific sport. I think that and like baseball are two sports where you're just not the same player when you get that injury. And I think there's one exception. They said Dominique Wilkins or whatever, but even he went downhill. Um. There's been a lot of rumors with him. Like it's it's although the rumors are being pretty quiet for the most part. Like they're not like he's heavily interested one way. Besides this one report that said he wants to be a Laker. That's all it said. Um, some people have also said the Wizards with John Wall. You know, I think that I'd makes like to see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. John Wall is a great player, and I'd love to see him finally be successful and go well in in the nba be successful and go far mm -hmm. there was a lot of rumors about the dallas mavericks although we're going to get to the next player and it sounds like they're going to get someone else instead um but i think i think the lakers have a very good chance but i think the reason the wizards are going to get them and they're going to be the gun to my head team is i think they're going to be willing to offer him more years the wizards are desperate at this point they have a very dysfunctional team. They just traded their center. That's a very big sign. And I think it's either they're either going to get him or they're going to sign Dwight Howard, which is that's not. I mean, if you think that locker room's bad already, it's that's just going to be nuke. I almost said nuclear, like George W. <laughs> nuclear 
with Howard, but Cousins, I mean, it's worth a shot. I mean, it is. Dwight Howard's career and personality have been the most ridiculous roller coaster. I almost feel bad for him because he's had his personal issues off the court, but True. his career just after the magic going to the Lakers just been downhill roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, on the Wizards thing, the rumors are they are willing to offer him five, four or five years, like a long term deal, despite the injury. The Lakers are not is what the rumors. It's going to be two years, one or two years. At the same money, but less years, and obviously want usually players want more years, so that they have more security, especially if they get hurt again. And I think Cousins coming off a major injury that's going to affect it a lot. I think the Mavs are out because finally to say, I mean obviously I've already mentioned his name. The Mavs, it sounds like barring a surprise, are going to get DeAndre Jordan, so that eliminates them. And so it pretty much comes down to what does uh, what does he want and. Does he want a shorter deal or a longer deal? I just think he's going to take the longer deal, and he's also playing on a better team. The Wizards are a playoff team, even without him. And with them, they're probably top four or five seed. I think they're a very good team. I think um, a pretty interesting team that's really died, and pun intended, going extinct, are the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. I think if they got Boogie, though, if they got solid big man's help, DeRozan and Lowry, that could actually change the whole way they play. I don't know what they're doing. Like, the Raptors are kind of that moment where they, they said recently everyone's available, but not being shopped, but available. Like, are they really going to give them the same team again? Like, they meant the Raptors have a problem. They play in Canada, so not a lot of players want to go there. But, except but, Drake did just release an album, so <laughs> that could bring some pull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I think that... The Raptors, if I were them, I personally I'd blow it up. But I mean, after they get blown up by LeBron again. But I think on this note, on Cousins, I mean, obviously that'd be a very good fit for him. They don't have a lot of good centers. Um, but I just think that he's no interest in playing in Canada. I think he wants to go to a nice climate or John Wall. So I think I think that the Lakers only go after him hard if they don't get Paul George. Or LeBron, or both. It's um, funny. Um, even though DeMarcus Cousins is one of the premier big men in the league, big men just don't have the star power appeal that like a yeah. guard or like a small forward have in the league. So there aren't teams don't always press for them as hard as they would for just like that next guard or like we talked about Paul George, even though he's probably ending up staying. There's not as much allure around his free agency and where he's going to go, but. I think DeMarcus Cousins can really make an impact. They have the best 4-5 in the league and at the Pelicans, in my opinion, but just didn't end up working out. Rondo did play out his mind in the playoffs and did look like they are going to do pretty well, but it's so hard to compete uh, in the yeah. West. Yeah. And that's another question, too. I think um, since the return sounds unlikely, um, how does Anthony Davis feel about this? Like This is a really good question because... Every Celtics fan, and I know it's unlikely, but it's nice to dream, right, that Anthony Davis will one day become available because apparently our GM is, like, so in love with Anthony Davis that he'd give up, like, anything to get him. You know, like, anything. And, I mean, I feel like because Davis really liked Cousins, even though they did better without Cousins, he would not be happy to lose him, you know? And I think, you know, Miritich is the guy they started earlier this uh playoffs that they did well on with him and um i don't know it's really just tough to say 
you really don't have a lot of info on him because I think he's the Lakers' backup plan, and the Wizards seem to be very quiet about this. But I think gun to my head, I think he's going to Washington. I think he's got a five-year contract there. I think you know him and Wall can get, at least give it a shot, see how it works out, and maybe just maybe you know the the Wizards become get into that stage. You know the Celtics. Sixers, Raptors, I guess, are up there unless they get um they unless they trade everyone, or Bucks or whatever you know like I maybe they get there because right now they're not there they're that locker room is just dog shit you know it doesn't by the rumors of players disliking like Wall and Beal in particular don't like each other <laughs> so as you saw in Game of Zones yeah. um, well uh, you were mentioning Dwight Howard maybe on the move also and I. Uh, He's on Charlotte Hornets right now, obviously, and they've had a soft spot in my heart. Kemba Walker going yeah. to UConn. I'm mm-hmm. from Connecticut. I'd love to see maybe Boogie go to the Hornets, um, help uh, Kemba get some wins finally. Uh, he did some amazing things at UConn. Obviously, it's been a while, but I think he's a guard that constantly gets overlooked because his team doesn't have the greatest success. I'd love to see them finally make, like, at least make the playoffs and make mm-hmm. a little bit of a run. I think that'd be really exciting. I know the Cavs wanted him earlier to like you know convince LeBron to stay, and I, I just I, I feel I feel bad for Kemba. Like he's just in a, such a terrible situation, and unless you like to say Michael Jordan is actually their owner and he's yeah horrible at his job. Like he's legitimately yeah he doesn't care. Yeah, and he drafted Kwame Brown like first overall pick. Like this, and I'm dead serious. The story is he drafted Kwame Brown over Tyson Chandler. Because he beat him in one of one, like Tyson Chandler, who is pretty good, like had a pretty good career, and Kwame Brown is like the most made fun of because of Stephen A. Smith having like this incredibly famous rant about him, where he's like, "This guy is a scrub. He can't play." <laughs> yeah. um, All right, Cook, gun to my head. I'm gonna go with the Washington Wizards. Gun to my head, guns my heart. I'd say I really want to go to uh, Charlotte. I want to the see. surprise team, everyone. All right, the yeah. Charlotte. You never know. I mean, Charlotte. Where we don't really know what they're trying to do in terms of direction, so they could make a run at it. Crazier things have happened. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, I've seen some very weird free agency signings that have not worked out, and some have worked out. Um, DeAndre Jordan. We're gonna do this pretty quickly. Yeah, we're on the same page yeah. for this one. Yeah. So DeAndre, all the rumors are yeah. points to the same direction it's, down it's, south. It's, it's, let's make this very quick. He's he's opting out. He terminated his contract yesterday. So his contract expired. The rumors are he's focused on the Mavs. So yeah, he's going to Mavs. <laughs> it's it's pretty simple. Which is really quickly, it's really funny because there was that story a few years ago, you know, in free agency, how he was gonna sign with Dallas and then like the Clippers locked him into his house and like Chris Paul's like Yeah, yeah. that was absurd. Um <laughs> I think him going to Dallas would actually be really great. Um, he was one of the most hyped players when he was playing with CP3. They were mm-hmm. like Lob City. just He was jumping 12 feet in the air, grabbing the most insane alley-oops. Yep. But I think him with the athleticism, Dan Smith Jr., one yeah. of the most ridiculously athletic and players they just, ever. They just drafted Doncic, too. Yeah, that's that what I was about to say. Luka Doncic, he was, what, MVP of the EuroLeague, like yep. 19 years old. Like Obviously, the EuroLeague can't compare to NBA that much, but... You can't say it means nothing that he won MVP. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people... Are, I, I, I've watched a lot of him, 
And if I had to make a comparison, I'd say Mono Ginobili. Like, he kind of reminds me a lot of Mono Ginobili because he's not, like, overly explosive or anything, but he's a gr- he's a really underrated, like, leaper. He can – great three-point shooter, uh, you know, very crafty, kind of like Ginobili is. Everyone but, loves, like, that obscure foreigner that can just, <laughs> like, have those crazy highlight plays. And if he is, like, Ginobili, he'll be playing until he's, like, 60. True. That's <laughs> true. That dude's balding and blocking James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> and still posterize someone like once a month out of nowhere. Yeah, that's it's it's still weird when he does that, but it's fun. Very, very underrated. I mean, Mono Ginobili's one of my favorite players. Always part of the reason I still love the Spurs. Um, all right, so let's quickly because we're both Celtics fans. Celtics free agency. Um, there aren't a lot of guys that really matter on uh, this one. I mean, Shane Larkin. Celtics just signed Brad Wanamaker from uh, Europe, who sounds like he's going to just take his spot as the third string point guard. Although I said that last year about Larkin, and then we traded for Kyrie Irving, and apparently everyone was like, it's one of the signs. And I'm like, <laughs> I how the fuck was I supposed to know that? <laughs> um, Aaron Baines, you know, was a starting center for a while for the team. Um, it sounds like all indications are he's going to re-sign, um, which is good. I think he, he he's not exactly good on offense, but he, he's a good teammate, and he's a great defender. He did a really good job on Joel Embiid this year. Really frustrated him a lot. A big reason of why LeBron didn't like how you know Embiid handled that series. But I think the big one we're going to spend most of the time on this uh, in our last few moments of the show is uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, Marcus Smart is a restricted free agent. He, he's been mentioned for with teams like the Mavericks, the Bulls, the Suns, the Pacers, the Nets, and, of course, the Celtics. My question for the Celtics is, how high are they willing to pay? Because they're trying to extend Kyrie Irving, presumably, unless we somehow trade him for Kawhi Leonard. You know, um, I, and I'm looking at this list and of teams because these are teams that have a lot of money available in cap space. Dallas is out if they get DeAndre Jordan, which it sounds like they're going to do. So you can cross them off the list. Bulls are mentioned twice. By two different reporters, so I guess they're a team to look out for. But I just wonder why do the Bulls want him? Like, what value is there to that? They have Chris Dunn, they have Zach Levine, unless they're letting him go. Like, I don't really see the appeal for them. Marcus Smart is a good player and a contender. He's not really a good player on a rebuilding rebuilding team. Um, Suns again, what's the value? You know, unless you're trying to make the playoffs. Pacers, I can see. Pacers make a lot of sense as like a third guard for them. Um, Nets, again, I guess that's just them. They kind of like pricing teams out where they give a huge money offer to a player they don't really want and just make the team, you know, have to sign them anyway because they're douchebags. <laughs> um, the Celtics have been reported, I think, around $12 million to $14 million is their limit. My personal opinion, gun to my head, I hate to say it, I think he's going to get a big offer. Screw it. No. All right. He's going to resign with the Celtics on what is called the qualifying offer, which is one year, six million. But what that does is next year he enters free agency again, but he's not restricted. I could see Marcus Smart staying home, even possibly taking a pay cut, just seeing like how well they did, especially without their two best players, debatably two best players, mm-hmm. Gordon and Kyrie. Um, he's just a loyal guy. He's uh, constantly sticking out for his boys, getting in fights, getting people's yeah. faces. <laughs> Especially during the playoffs, we saw that. Um, mm-hmm. 
He just seems like a loyal guy that just wants to win, and he knows his team's capable of that, especially being one of the youngest teams in the league, um, which a lot of people overlook. There's a lot of potential on the team. I think he can be a leader and help uh, the Celtics go far in the playoffs next year and maybe even make the finals, yeah. especially with LeBron in the West. I mean, win the title is probably the goal next year because, I mean, it's it's you're still not going to be the favorites, assuming, you know, you don't get Kawhi Leonard for Terry Rozier and Marcus Smart, but... <laughs> I think that, I mean, in the end, this team is so young. As for Marcus Smart taking a discount, there have been a lot of reports saying he wants money and he's kind of one of those guys now because, but I don't know. I'm not ruling it out that he's just going to sign. You know, like I just, I feel like he's one of those guys that love Boston so much, you know. And Boston loves yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. That he he might sign, we'll say, four years, $44 million, which in NBA money, that's not a ton. And it's probably worth it for his the contracts. Probably he's worth it. I mean, the truth is what he does is almost irreplaceable because you always want in any sport a guy on your team that gets dirty. You know, like you guys like for like a fullback in football for you know they dream on greens. Yeah, lovely. like as much as every other team hates him, like the home crowd loves him because they know that he's going to risk everything just to win for them. Like uh, he doesn't care about his reputation as long as the team gets mm-hmm. the W in the end. Um, yep. I, and I think, it, but I do think this, if he resigns, watch out for Terry Rozier getting traded. Because in the end, we might not have enough money to keep him, which is fair. And it's kind of like the Isaiah Thomas effect. He just had an unbelievable postseason that really put him on the map because he had to step up after Kyrie's injury. That mm-hmm. a lot of teams are going to be interested in what he can do for them next year. Yeah, or but, in the future. and maybe he's not that good. Maybe yeah. he isn't at that level. Like maybe it's, it's the Celtics, like Brad Stevens. Maybe that's just him elevating Terry to a point. Um, I've kind of said it before. I think he's a really cool guy. Like you could tell, really like scary. Yeah, yeah. Is everyone lo- <laughs> like he, he he goes on you know barstool podcasts. He goes on. I think he was on Bleacher Reports this year, and he literally called Danny during the draft pick of Robert Williams. Um, I just I think that in the end, I think Marcus Smart's going to take that what that one year offer that allows him to be the unrestricted free agent next year, just because he wants to bet on himself. Because I don't think he's going to get huge money this year because they're guys, they're guys that honestly are probably better than him that are free agents. I think Aaron Gordon, Tyree Gevins, uh, Will Barton are three names I know of off the top of my head. I think that also next year's free agents class apparently is a lot more money because the cap goes up, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the Celtics kind of have that reputation, or the Celtics players, I should say, Mm. of like their superstars not leaving just get like the big contracts. Obviously, the last time they had the superstars was back in like 2010, and like when they had like one of the original big three of our generation, Mm -hmm. Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce, and debatably big four with Rondo because he played Mm -hmm. out of his mind in those playoffs. Right. And none of them really ditched the teams for the big contracts. They kind of got Ray older. Did. Oh, fuck yeah. Ray. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we, we burned his jersey. Yeah, no. Um, uh. But, like, they were all kind of getting old towards the end of their career. Like, like uh, Paul Pierce went to the Nets and then, like, kind of just, like, uh, finished off on the Wizards. Just kind of, like, taking it, coasting it. Yeah. Um, but besides Ray Allen chasing the rings with LeBron, uh they didn't really do us dirty and just like ditch us like on the side of the dirt or side of the road, I should say. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that the Celtics generally like are like KG. I remember I think had a one year deal and extended. Like I think there are a lot of guys that just stay because we 
the environment yeah. Boston brings to them. The that fans is, love them so much. It's a great city to I be think, in. I think when we were trying to trade for Paul George before we knew Kyrie was going to become available, uh, become available, our belief was that like the, our justification was listen like we're going to give you Brad Stevens and this great fan base, and if you don't want to stay, fuck it. We gave up like nothing for you, you know. And if you want to, and if you want to stay, great, you know. I mean. I mean, we're not now. OKC just did kind of the same thing we do, and no offense to Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City's a shithole. And uh, yeah, when they were getting mellow, like Westbrook's like uh, bargaining or like uh, big pull to him, he's like, "Yeah, we don't got the nightlife New York has, but we got Chili's that stays open till like 10. <laughs> so I don't know. Someone said that there ain't nothing but in OKC but uh, tornadoes and Sonic driving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so gun in your head. You say Marcus Smart's going to resign. Yeah, I think I, I think so too. Think but he'll I think, stay loyal for a year or two. Yeah, I think it's just going to be like a year. Then then we'll see. Um, but I think this year, he he's he's either going to get a big contract. To me, looking at this list, if I had to say, from the Pacers because they are a playoff team and could use him. Um, Home of playoff P. <laughs> true. True. The Nets just to fuck with the Celtics. The Nets Always. just got a big pickup recently, didn't they? The and the Bulls. Dwight Howard was their pickup, but they're gonna release him apparently. Okay. Apparently, like the Dwight Howard, they're like, "Hey, welcome to Brooklyn." He's like, "I won't play in Brooklyn." He's like, "All right, we're cutting you." <laughs> thanks, thanks for the cap space. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So that that that's all. We kind of went through all the free agents. Chris, thanks for joining me today. It was a real joy. Uh, Christian, your job is now in the hot seat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, bro, if you're listening. But that's been all of this. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Yep, it was my first uh, ever speaking on a podcast. I hope I did decent for all the listeners. I had a lot of fun speaking about basketball, exciting free agency, and excited to see what happens. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining the BX Basketball Podcast. See you later.